Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of his word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Hello, and welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode number 96 and the second week of our June series covering the top three spiritual questions kids ask. They sure do ask great questions, and we want to give them answers founded on the truth of God's word. Last week, we answered the first question kids often ask, which is, where do I come from? Which perfectly transitions us into the second question for today. What is my purpose? This question, along with everything we need for life and godly living, is answered in scripture. So Corey and I are going to dig deep today to discover what our purpose truly is and how we can explain this to the kids in our lives. After listening, you'll want to head over to our website at bible2school.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the resources tab. This is where you'll find the show notes from today, which includes the scriptures we talk about and other related podcast episodes. Don't forget to rate and review the You Can Tell the Children podcast on your favorite channel because this helps us spread the ministry of Bible to school and then makes it easier for listeners to find content they love. You can also follow us on our socials at Bible to School and share our posts with your friends. Ready to answer the second spiritual question kids ask? Where do I come from? Join my conversation with Corey now. Well, we are back after a great conversation last week about the number one spiritual question kids ask, where do I come from? Corey, can you give us a brief rundown of what we learned last week? Well, absolutely. Basically, we heard a whole bunch of scripture about how we're made by God and for God, that we're made in his image. And each and every one of us are very important to God and how he has a unique plan for our lives and a purpose for us. Amen. What beautiful truths. I just love that we can know we're created on purpose and for a purpose by God, for God. Today, we're actually going to focus on what that purpose is. That's right. This is week two of three spiritual questions kids ask. And today we're asking the question, what is my purpose? Hmm. Truthfully, I don't think this is just a question kids are looking for an answer to. This question weighs heavily on most adults too, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, this has to do with identity. And adults want to know these questions as well. But if earlier you answer them, the better these adults are going to be, right? (laughs) So these young adults are going to be. So I'm excited about getting involved in this because people always want to know what's my purpose. Where do I belong? Where do I fit in? And where can I contribute? And where can I have an impact? We just want to be useful beings. That's what we are. We don't want to be bored in life. (laughs) Oh, that's so true. We don't want to be bored. And we don't have to be. Corey, I did a quick Google search of what is my purpose. Just because. And do you want to know what the top answer was? One of the top answers. What? It was whatever makes you get up out of bed each morning. Oh, I love it. That's true. (laughs) It is. But I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that answer? Do you feel like that's a good purpose or we can do better than that? 
I think that's a good purpose in that we tend to like to want to do something exciting or some things that energize us. And things that energize some people don't energize other people. So when you're finding your purpose, it's what energizes you. I mean, I tell you what, my husband, he got energized early in our marriage. He wanted to work with youth and like teenagers and stuff. And that is not my calling. I found out because I didn't want to get up in the morning. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. It didn't energize me. But man, isn't it our God great that when he gives us a purpose, it energizes us? Yes. Amen. And we're going to talk a lot more about that. But just one fun thing here. My son recently went on a field trip with his eighth grade class, and I texted him as I was working on this very writing for today. And I asked him to to ask his buddies what they thought the purpose of life was. And are you ready for the answers? Oh, oh, go. (laughs) The first one was, there is no purpose. We're just born. Oh, wow. Yeah. The second kiddo mentioned his crush's name. So this girl he has his eye on (laughs) mentioned her name twice as the purpose. (laughs) There are a few who said, my friends are the purpose. Somebody said the purpose of life is to live. And then the last two, pretty similar. The one kiddo said to find love and die old. And then the last was to find happiness, have love, and be happy with yourself. Hmm. Happiness has always seemed to creep into that purpose thing. Yeah. But yeah, I I would beg to differ on that because happiness is temporary. Oh, yeah. But joy and peace is from the Lord and in any circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know their answers. There is purpose in their answers. And we're going to talk to that a little bit. But it's so much more than that purpose. Purpose in life is so much more than those things they mentioned. And honestly, we all have to be able to do better than this in our answer if, if we're intentional. And the good news for our listeners today is, We absolutely are going to do better than this in today's conversation. So first off, I think it's really important to understand for those who are not in Christ, there actually is no real purpose. Now, track with me. That may be hard for some people to understand, to grasp. But here at the podcast, we're speaking the truth in love based on the authoritative word of God. That straight up says, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So, so true. That verse is in John 15, 5. And the last part of it is even more concerning. It says, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Now, it is noteworthy to mention that we might be very productive people, in fact, even without entering into a relationship with Jesus, but we just won't be spiritually fruitful people. Oh, yeah. There, there is a big difference between being productive versus being spiritually fruitful. Without the power of Christ, we are actually not able to produce fruit that is God-glorifying even with good intentions and in our actions, they're tainted with sin. I mean, I, I, I think of myself as when I'm doing stuff for me, it's really kind of obnoxious. But if I'm doing it for the glory of God, it's really good. Mm, total game changer. So Paul tells us this in Romans seven eighteen. He says, I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. No. So you see, deeds done even out of a sincere heart, when apart from faith in Jesus, they're as good as dead. They're worth nothing because they just can't produce that everlasting fruit. No, right. Our purpose isn't much of our purpose if it doesn't impact our forever and other people's forever because mm. we are eternal beings. Exactly. Yeah. And to that point, 
we have to go back to the very beginning of time to figure out where we come from, just as we talked about last week, in order to understand why we were made. And where we come from, plus why we were made, equals our purpose. Yeah, our purpose is rooted in our identity, Meredith. And the Bible tells us in Genesis 1 that God made us in His image. And not only were we made by God, we were made for Him. Mm-hmm. As it tells us in Colossians 1.16, mm-hmm. so your understanding our identity is at the core of understanding our purpose. Mm, 100%. If we can wrap our minds around whose we are, we can confidently know who we are. So let's just talk a bit about identity. Okay, but before that, I just want to mention some podcasts that are along the lines of what we're talking about. Totally worth adding to your up next list. The New York Times bestseller author, I, I interviewed her, Mo Aiken. She's wonderful. She spoke to us about to fully know and be known by God. She wrote a whole book on that. You can find her on podcast episode number 16. Also, the executive director of Gems Club, Girls Club, Cindy Boltima. She, I love talking with her too. She shared her story relating to our identity in Christ. And she had a cool story. So that's episode 74. Yes, both were so good. I remember them. And I will link their conversations in today's show notes so our listeners can easily find them. And just to quote another podcast guest from last July, Jeannie Cunyon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she recently released a Bible study that I got to partake in called Never Alone, Parenting in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And this is her word. Listen close on identity and purpose. She says, the Savior's love, proven in his sacrifice on the cross, invites us to anchor our identity in something that's already been established, not in something we're striving to attain. What is established is our identity as a child of God, created on purpose and for a purpose. We're known by God, valuable to him, treasured and welcomed by God. And out of this identity, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live courageously into the calling God puts on our lives. Wow, that's so good. (laughs) So we know who we are because of Christ. The Holy Spirit can help us live out our calling. I mean, that's the key truth we don't want our friends to miss right there. Mm. It's so important to tell our kids their need for the Holy Spirit's help. Yes, I just love these truths about who we are to God and that living out our purpose doesn't all rest on our own shoulders. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Corey, would you remind us of some of the scriptures that tell us who we are in Christ? Sure. Concerning our identity, scripture tells us that we're created in the very image of God. I love that. I mean, we talked about that last week. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're chosen before the foundation of the world to be God's beloved, adopted, accepted, redeemed, and forgiven children. Mm. We are the king's kids. We're delighted and celebrated over heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We're God's masterpiece created in Christ to do the good things he planned for us to do long ago. I mean, the list goes on and on, Meredith. (laughs) (laughs) It's so powerful and important. It's so important to renew our minds with these truths. And it's just perfect that that last verse you quoted tells us that our lives have a plan. So this isn't just Mm, Corey and me talking about this as like, this sounds good. Mm -hmm. But this is actually scripture saying, God has a plan for you and me. Our Mm. lives are not meaningless. We 100% have great purpose. Yeah, it's worthy to mention that 
it's all speaking to who we are once we believe in our hearts and declare with our lips that Jesus is Lord. Once we accept Jesus into our hearts and lives, the Bible says we are new creations. I love that, Mm -hmm. new creations. It's not until this point that we can actually walk in our calling or even live out our purpose. I mean, I'm a testimony of that. I was not a Christian. I mean, I I knew about God, probably like a lot of people out there. I, I knew about God, but I didn't really belong to him until after I was married. And my husband kind of said, yeah, this, this, it's not enough to just, God, you got to believe Jesus died for your sins. You got to believe that you're going to be in heaven with him someday. He actually is your savior. You're not your savior. Your works aren't your savior. You can't save yourself. You can't be good enough. I was like, well, then, man, what, I got to do something. What's my purpose, you know? So it's really when I, I actually grew in my faith. But also then I got involved in ministry and I kind of honestly, Meredith, I kind of thought that that was my identity then. Well, then mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I am. I'm Corey Pennybecker, or early childhood coordinator. Mm-hmm. And then I found out very, I mean, incredibly that I, I was like, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I am Corey Pennypacker, daughter of the king. And so that is such a realization to come to as a new creation. You're not a job title. You know, you're not even a title, not, you're not even, I mean, you are, you fulfill the role of mom or wife, but you really, this is your identity. You are daughter of the king. You are son of the king. And I, and I just, that's, that's what your new creation is. Amen. The old is gone and the new has come. Thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> so what else, Corey, what is that amazing gift the Bible tells us we receive once we become that new creation in Jesus? Sure. And kids, we want to tell them, and we surrender. When we surrender our lives to Jesus, we receive this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. And the more I learn about the Holy Spirit, the more I fall in love. I mean, as I mentioned before, this is what empowers us to live. We can't do it ourselves. And it it empowers us to live in our new identity in Christ. It helps us, you know, he directs our steps and the way we should go and walk and purpose. I mean, he already has it planned out for us. And that's such a relief. Kids, Kids need to hear that. Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking personally, I didn't understand clearly what that was until my mid thirties, Corey. Right. It's a journey. (laughs) Absolutely. And so it's my goal then as mom, and it's also my privilege to speak about the Holy Spirit to my children. So Mm -hmm. they understand at an early age, the importance of their relationship to him, because like Corey always says this, you don't know what you don't know. So it is with my kids, unless I tell them, the Holy Spirit is a very powerful gift at their disposal, then they won't know to ask for his help and they can't do life as well. And they'll strive and they'll fail and not know that it's not necessarily their fault. They have to ask for help. No, no. And that's so the truth. I mean, we do say we don't know what we don't know, but we tell kids about the Holy Spirit's role in their life because Jesus told his disciples that in the book of John, you know, not to leave Jerusalem until they had been clothed and the power from on high. That's the Holy Spirit. He was telling them that they needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then they went to Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth to preach the gospel. But they couldn't do it without the Holy Spirit's power. Meredith, we're just like that. Yeah, we are. And it's super good that the disciples listened because they waited until the day we now know and recently celebrated as Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus rose from the grave. So at that time, God caused a visible outpouring of his Holy Spirit. And you can read all about that in Acts 2. And the disciples of Jesus received that power from on high, just as Jesus had said, which was to continue the work of God's kingdom on earth. Mm, Well, my personal experience, the whole 
Pentecost day and, and, and receiving the Holy Spirit, it, for me, it was like a veil lifting from my eyes mm. when I found Jesus and, you know, had the Holy Spirit in me. But before, I always had giftings or personality traits or skills or whatever. Okay. But honestly, when I was doing them on my own, Meredith, I was kind of pushy. And, you know, I was always exhausted because I was always striving. Nothing was ever right. Nothing was ever perfect. Happiness was, like I said earlier, it was very temporary. Mm-hmm. You know, when the fun stuff was over, it's, there was now there wasn't peace again. So the Holy Spirit took, once I, I had him in my life, he took all the things that I do, encouraging. Ed- I love to encourage. I love to edify. I love to mentor. Mm-hmm. I love to energize other people and put them in their sweet spots in the kingdom and strategize. You see me on whiteboards already. Hey, you go here, you go there and get them energized. But man, God put me there, the Holy Spirit through me. And so now I'm the daughter of the king, just relaxing and doing what he wants me to do versus striving. Mm. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us with these gifts. That's amazing. And so it is with us now. We need the Holy Spirit's power in our lives so we can produce fruit for the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. without the striving. So this is living out the purpose he's planned out for us, which is so awesome. But Corey, how to our listeners, do we know that we have the Holy Spirit in us? Mm, That's a good question. First of all, the Bible tells us as soon as we ask Jesus into our lives, the Holy Spirit immediately enters in. Like I said, that veil that was lifted from my eyes, we're sealed with a mark. The Holy Spirit, it says that in Ephesians 1.13, written in the Lamb's book of life. I love that. There's nothing can take that away from us. Nothing. That's why I'm daughter of the king and you are too. Yes. It's just a great fit. It's peace and joy in our lives, no matter the circumstances. I know I was an athlete, Meredith. I actually played Division II uh, tennis in college, which I had to, you know, go, go Shippensburg Raiderettes, but that's just a, a small college in Pennsylvania. We had fun. But no matter what I learned in these games and these tennis matches that, you know, when the weather was good or when we were loose or when we whatever is happening on that tennis court, like all kinds of things can influence it and you can have a bad day. You could whatever you but it doesn't matter if you win or lose. You're just having fun. That's what the Holy Spirit is. You're just enjoying it. But in the world of life, it's oh, you got to win. You got to win. You got to win. If you lose, it's terrible. If you win, it's good. And the Holy Spirit, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. The circumstances around you don't matter. Win or lose, good or bad, the Holy Spirit keeps it constant. And whether there's COVID, whether, you know, whatever happens with schools, we just had that recently. If there's no purpose, you're always looking for purpose all the time, mm. like in every circumstance. And that's not true. We, we, have, we have our purpose in Christ Jesus, and the Holy Spirit helps guide and direct us that way and keep the light on there. So good. So now that we have the spirit in us, does that mean we're all set? We're good to go? We can confidently walk out our new purpose? No worries? <laughs> well, actually, to activate the Holy Spirit's power in our daily lives, we have to ask for help. We have to humble ourselves. We need to be in his word. I tell people we need to be on our faces. The Bible tells us we don't receive because we don't ask. And when we do ask, Sometimes we ask with the wrong motives. That's why we got to be on our faces on this. So we must tell our kids about this gifts of the Holy Spirit, but also that he's our helper and we need to approach him in the right way because we have a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. And after, even after we put our faith in Jesus, we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us in our lives and help us give pure intentions. Like in Galatians 5.25, it says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I love that. And right before that, we're told keeping in step with the Spirit looks like. It looks like 
demonstrating love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Ah, yes, the nine fruits of the Spirit. I know a great song to help memorize those. I will link that for our kiddos and our listeners so that you can learn those fruits of the spirits. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to sing. I pro- <laughs> promise I'm not. Yeah, that we'll look for the link. But if we want all uh, to be in the fruits of the spirit and use them as spelled out in Galatians 5, we just need to ask for his help. Mm. That's what we need, the Holy Spirit's help and I need that every day. Corey, sometimes I need that every hour. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so once I've accepted Jesus and and I've had the Holy Spirit as my helper and I ask him for help, I'm going to repeat this question, our question of the day, what is my purpose? The Bible has a lot to say about this, but one specific portion of scripture is so very rich in answering this, and it's found in 2 Peter 1, verses 3 to 11. Why don't you summarize that for us, Meredith? It's hard to summarize. It's such a good passage, but I'll do my best. You should look it up. Also linked in the show notes. But it tells us that God's divine power has given us everything we need for this life. He's called us by his glory and goodness. And through this, he's given us his very great promises so that we can be a part of what he's doing. And for this reason, it tells us to make every effort to add to our faith. And this is what we're to add. Goodness, knowledge, self-control perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. And the reason is because if we possess those qualities, they'll keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of Jesus. Whoever doesn't have these, though, is nearsighted and blind, forgetting they've been cleansed from their sins. So make every effort to confirm your calling and election, because if you do, you will never stumble, and you'll receive a rich welcome into heaven with Jesus, our Savior. I just love how this tells us so many things. I mean, from this passage, we hear that we've been called and we have everything we need to live out our calling through the Holy Spirit's power. I mean, we also hear we just can't sit back and do nothing because some people say, oh, well, I'm saved now. I don't have to do anything. That's not true. With the Holy Spirit, you can't help it. He's cheering you on and he's equipping you, and it's just awesome. Yes, amen. And followers, as followers of Jesus, our purpose is knowing him and making him known. And this scripture reminds us that we have to know where we come from in order to be effective and walk out our purpose. True. We come from sin that needed cleansed by a Savior, and praise God, we have that Savior who gave us his Holy Spirit. So, Meredith, as we add to our faith, as we walk with the Spirit, we can know we will never fall. We not only have the assurance of life after death, we are promised a rich welcome into heaven with our Savior. I love that. With open arms. I I just can't even imagine what that will be like. Neither. I love this. (laughs) I love this encouragement. And following up with that, Tim Tebow has an awesome Devo called Mission Possible. And it says this in a recent excerpt. The point of our Mission Possible lives is spelled out in the Great Commission. It's to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth and make disciples. Now, the thought of doing this may make us weak in the knees, but the Holy Spirit gives us the boldness to share what we need to share. Apart from him, we may be intimidated, but with the Spirit's help, we can do far more than we ever imagined we could. Amen, Meredith. In closing, to our listeners out there, I just want to say one thing is please hear me. We can get so, I I know I can, can, we can get so easily caught up in figuring out the answer to the question, what's my purpose? 
that we miss the simplicity of it. I mean, the truth is, as we said earlier, every creature was created by God and for God. Our purpose is to live for God and tell others how to do the same. Yeah, such truth, Corey. Our reason for getting up in the morning is to know Jesus and make him known. That's it. Yeah, and, and our kids need to know this. This is a simple thing we can tell them. It gives us some easy advice. So what's one way you, Meredith, live out this out? Yeah, so I've recently started a habit when I wake up each day. Before my feet hit the ground, I whisper to Jesus, okay, here I am. I'm all yours. Show me the way to go and the things you'll have me do. Help me to obey. That's good. I like the simplicity of that. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, I might not be called to the ends of the earth, but I believe we're called into our communities, into our neighbors and our families and our school, of course, Bible to school, where you are. Tim T. also said something else that I thought was cool. You might not get this one big call from God, but maybe he's texting you a lot of little things. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So you think about that. And that's true. I mean, God's always nudging us my purpose for the day or my thoughts for the day of where I see God working and I join him there is really what I, the way I look at it. Could be something so small at the end of the day or the beginning of the day that I think, oh, my to-do list is what my purpose is today. It's not, Meredith. It's what the Holy Spirit tells me my purpose is. <laughs> Easier said than done, but yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've heard it said that walking out God's plan for our lives is a long obedience in the same direction. So Even though we may not be called to some grandiose adventure out in the spotlight for the whole world to see, all our little choices that we make for the Lord, they do matter. And our job is to steward well our days and the gifts the Lord has given us. Absolutely. I definitely feel that if you're a mom or if you're praying for one of your children or or children or your aunt and uncle and you're praying for children in, in your life, maybe you won't be the one to talk to them about Jesus or push them in that way or or live your testimony out before them because they're somewhere else. But I pray for the other people to live their Holy Spirit response as well so that those people are touching my kids' lives or those people are touching my niece or nephew's life. And so I, I just think how important it is that all of us collectively for these children live out our, our life, live out our, our purpose with the Holy Spirit, only through Him, that what God has in mind for us each day. Mm, amen. So then to my son's eighth grade buddies, this is what I have to say. <laughs> I just pray one day soon, you may know that God's plans for your life, it very well may include friends, love, long life, happiness, but the ultimate purpose to your life Your reason for being born and getting out of bed in the morning is to know who you are because of whose you are. Your grand purpose is to know Jesus and to make him known. So only thing I can add to that, Meredith, is the key ingredient to knowing our true purpose is placing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, our creator and our savior, creator and savior of the world, actually. Mm, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Corey, would you just close our time together in prayer? Oh, absolutely. What an honor. Father God, Lord, our kids are seeking answers to the question, what's my purpose? And the world is constantly feeding them counterfeit, things that aren't true. And they need you more than anything this world can offer, because in you, they will find their purpose. Lord, create a longing in their hearts for you that never ends. Bring them to their knees in prayer with every question and doubt. Let them cry out for strength and help 
when they are overwhelmed and remind them that they were created by you and for you. And your Holy Spirit will help them live it all out for their purpose. And you had planned this purpose a long time ago, Lord, and we thank you for that. May they discover your love and faithfulness as they reach out and find you are always there, ready and waiting to lead them through this life and for their good and for your glory. I love that, Lord. Give them boldness to shine their lights. And Lord, share the gospel through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We are created on purpose and for a purpose, to know Jesus and to make him known. I love that we can show our kids these truths in the Bible and encourage them that they are not alone. They have the Holy Spirit to help them live out their very great purpose. So you'll want to join Corey and me next week when we answer the third spiritual question kids ask, which is, what happens after I die? And we'll also chat about people from the Bible we just can't wait to meet in heaven. I bet the kids in your life ask great questions too. Would you take a second to share them with us? First, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bible2School. Then find today's episode, number 96, and engage with us there. We'd love to hear what your kids are saying. Also, to make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to this podcast. Go to our website at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the resources tab. While you're there, check out our blog post and our at-home resources. We have several activities and ideas to help keep you busy and engaged this summer with those precious kids in your life. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, friends, and don't forget to stop in here next week as we talk about what happens after we die. Remember, you can tell the children in your lives about their great purpose in life because of Jesus.